Well, good morning to you. Thank you all so much for being here with us today. Um, first, if you're with us as, as a guest, you might want to cut it down a little bit, John. Um, if you're here with the guests, if you're watching online, listen to our podcast later, thank you all so much for joining us for worship. Uh, today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Um, I just love those words that we just sung. After all, you are constant. After all, you are only good. After all, you are sovereign. Not for a moment would you forsake me. Amen. Our Lord is constant. He's sovereign. He is in control this morning. Um, just two quick announcements uh, before I forget. Um, first, if you are part of our small group tonight, uh, we will not have class again or not have group again tonight. Secondly, if, we have, if you're a part of Wednesday Night Equip, there will not be a class again this week. All again for the sake of being safe. We do not want to spread nothing. We want to spread the love of Jesus, not the spread of germs. <laughs> um, so with that said, um, if you are there with me at Luke chapter 8, uh, go ahead and stand with me for the reading of God's word. Starting at verse 22, it says, One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased. And there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. Can we pray? Father, I thank you um, this morning already that we've been reminded of your sovereign plan, of your sovereign control over the universe. And Lord, I pray for every soul in this room, for every person listening online, for myself this morning, God, that you would remind us of who you are. You're the God of the universe, or that you have all power and that you're ever present here with your people. Lord, I pray that we would find rest in the person of Jesus this morning. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Please be seated. So, uh, the Lord has placed in my heart this morning to speak about the topic of rest. Rest. Um, in many ways, I, I believe that this message has been as much for me this week as anybody. Um, however, as I'm looking around this room, as I, if I had the gift of looking through a camera to see who's watching right now or who's listening going down the road, um, I would dare to say that this idea of rest it's probably almost absent in your life. Because I know it absolutely is in mine. Um, because the season that we have been living through for some time now, it is just absolutely exhausting, isn't it? Um, I do believe that he has a special message for us today through his word. Um, as I said, rest is something that I believe is probably absent in our lives 
this morning. And if, if we weren't already stressed out pre-pandemic, March 2020 comes, and then a storm, an absolute horrific storm that we could never imagine came. Uh, a worldwide sickness came and declared its reign over our very livelihoods. All of a sudden, the, the way we did things, the places we went, who we went to see, how we could see them completely changed. Uh, people lost jobs. Millions of people have caught the virus. And over at this moment, over 400,000 people have died because of this virus. Our work got harder. Our schooling got harder. Our travels and daily activities got harder. Our responsibilities intensified, meaning that our stress, that our unrest grew more and more. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Like, it's not just the virus that we've been going through. Over the past 10 months, we have seen cracks in the very fabric of our society. We've seen murder. We've seen violence. We've seen racism. We've seen people blaming each other on both sides of the spectrum. We've been bombarded with more and more horrific news everywhere we turn. But then... Outside of that, we also go through one of the ugliest campaign races in modern history. Where deep political and ideological divisions are, are, are becoming to come to the surface in the framework of our society. But worse than this, it's not just in our society. These divisions are even within our own church. God's global church divisions everywhere. I just seen one of my close friends on Facebook yesterday connecting our faith in Jesus with our, our stance of Republican or Democrat. There's, there's, there's division everywhere. Today our stress is an, at an all-time high. Our depression has risen. We hear over and over again that people have suicidal thoughts. We're physically, we're spiritually, we're mentally, we're out. And, and we need, listen this morning, to find permanent hope and rest somewhere. All of us this morning are, are dealing with an overload of unrest. Like, like we need a permanent solution today. So brothers and sisters, this is what I want to speak about this morning. I want to share some really, really incredible news that I know we all need to hear that there is a permanent solution for rest that can be found in the middle of the storm that we're living in. So... For the remainder of our time, my main idea that I want to point out is that believers find rest in every storm of life by trusting in the person, power, and presence of Jesus Christ. Say that one more time. My main point this morning that I want to show you is that believers find rest in every storm of life by trusting in the person, power, and presence of Jesus Christ. So here's my goal in this passage. I want to show you why and how Jesus is our ultimate source of rest. And then at the very end, I want to explain what this rest actually looks like. Okay? So, first point I want you to see this morning is that we can find rest by trusting in the very person of Jesus. That we can find rest in the very person of Jesus. Go with me again to verse uh, 22. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, 
Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. So, so in the story, the disciples are in a pretty tough situation, aren't they? They're in the middle of the lake. A massive storm comes to threaten the group's survival. They're stressed. They're fearful. They're full of unrest. They run to Jesus knowing that they are going to die. Notice that in the text. Mark's gospel even adds that they go to Jesus and say, do you not care that we are perishing? It's like, it's like they're so caught up in their dilemma that they forget who is in the boat with them. Luke here in this passage masterfully reveals to us who Jesus truly is. In fact, that is the point of the rest of the chapter here in Luke. He wants us to see the identity of Jesus. He wants to see who he truly is this morning. Here in this story, Luke gives us clear examples about the very person of Jesus that we can rest in. Notice there again in verse 23, it says that he fell asleep. So so that Jesus is truly man, that fully man is one of our core doctrines of our faith in Christianity, that he is 100% human. We see here of a perfect example that Jesus was truly a man. Jesus, the son of man, was exhausted. Now, this is where it's important to read the Bible in its entirety because if you look at our parallel passage of this story in Mark chapter 4, we see that Jesus had just had a long day of ministry and teaching. He's been dealing with people all day. He's been teaching. It's exhausting. So Jesus here in the story gets in the boat and his disciples with his disciples and he falls asleep. He needs rest. He was so tired that he slept through a horrible storm. Now, I don't want to make this so simple, but I believe it is simple. I, I, I know you might be asking, like, how is this involved with our rest this morning, that Jesus is man? I simply want to say, because Jesus came and lived in human flesh, and he did so perfectly, he is able to understand what we go through every single day. He understands the mounting pressures, the stresses that this life provides. He understands deathly sicknesses and political divisions. He understands the loss of family and the worries of death. Jesus knows how we feel, what we go through, and can provide rest because he himself lived the same life we'd have, yet he has done so without sin. Hebrews chapter 4 Verses 14 through 16 says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is truly the perfect son of man, and we can rest in that very fact this morning. Secondly, I want you to see in verse 24 that Jesus is God in flesh. That Jesus is God in flesh. Go with me again to verse 24. It says, He awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased. If you have a pencil, I would underline the word ceased. And listen, underline the word calm, because when he spoke, the storm became calm. So Luke here shows us that Jesus is fully man. 
But listen, he also shows us that Jesus is fully God. Jesus is God in flesh. He's the creator of the universe. Listen, he's the master of nature. He's in control of this situation. Jesus, the giver of life, is laying in the boat with his disciples. Don't miss that fact. It says that Jesus wakes up and rebukes the storm. He speaks and nature listens. He breathes and the storm stopped. Now, when Luke's original readers would have read this story, and if they were familiar with the Old Testament, they would have immediately connected this with the work of Yahweh. Like, only Yahweh can speak and storms listen. Only God can control the elements of nature. Psalm 107, 28 through 30 says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. So the very fact that Jesus is able to calm the storm points to his very deity. But further, notice the disciples' response after Jesus calms the storm. Verse 25, it says, And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. So a few things that I want you to see in this verse. First, notice the words afraid and marveled. The word marvel there means to wonder or be amazed. They were awestruck by what they just seen. Jesus spoke and the storm listened. It's like, it's like seeing that celebrity riding down the road. Like, I can't believe that's, that's him. That's her. That's the celebrity. That's, that's what they're doing here. I cannot believe this guy just spoke in the storm. Listen, they are awestruck. We see that same idea throughout the Old Testament, don't we? That when God reveals himself through his awesome power, all of God's people stand in awe and fear. Disciples here stand in awe and fear. They're amazed at what they had just seen. They say, who then is this? Who then is this that can calm the storm? Like, who is this guy who can speak with a single word and nature listens? And that's the very point that Luke wants us to see in this chapter. He wants us to understand that Jesus is, listen, the perfect God-man. The perfect God-man. He's the author of life. He's in control. You can trust him today. You can rest in him this morning. One thing I ask, one final thing I want you to see before we get to our second point um, is ultimately that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He's our Sabbath rest. That, that Jesus is our very source of eternal rest. We now can rest from our labor of self-sufficiency because of him. We're now free to live the life God intended us for us to live, which is an eternal rest in him and daily sweet and joyful communion with our Father. One of Luke's main themes throughout his gospel is the fact that Jesus is the Savior of the world. He's the source of our salvation. He's the source of true and permanent rest. It's Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, who's sitting in the boat with his disciples. Listen, it's Jesus, the perfect Savior, who now stands and rebukes the storms of sin and death because he, of his completed work through the cross and resurrection. Listen, Jesus finished the work for our salvation on a bloody cross, and he now provides eternal 
rest. Hebrews 4, 8 through 11 says, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by that same sort of disobedience. So, first, we ultimately find rest by trusting in the very person of Jesus, who is the perfect God-man in our Sabbath rest. Second point I want you to see. We can find rest by trusting in the power of Jesus. We can find rest by trusting in the power of Jesus. Again, we see in verse 24, it says, He awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. You see, as we rest in the very person of Jesus, we begin to realize not only who he is, but what he is able and willing to do. By knowing and resting in his true identity, we're aware of his almighty capabilities. Say that again. By knowing and resting in his true identity, we are aware of his almighty capabilities. We can find rest knowing that not only is Jesus capable of power, but listen, but that he is willing to demonstrate his power. Luke throughout chapter 8 continually shows us various examples of the power of Jesus over all things. Um, So let me just show you a few of those. First, I just want you to see that Jesus has power over circumstances. He's he's the God of detail. He's he's the God over all things. Psalm 33, 10 through 11 says, The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. So as Jesus and his disciples Cross the lake. Notice that he isn't shocked by what is happening. He's asleep. He's resting. In fact, it seems like the very opposite, doesn't it? Jesus wakes up in the middle of the storm as if he was expecting for it to start storming. And brothers and sisters, that's what's so incredible. Listen, Jesus is our creator. He's the author of life. He's planned every detail before anything else existed. He knows that he's crossing the lake to cast demons out of a man He knows that when they return to the original spot, he's going to heal a woman and raise a dead girl to life. Jesus knows that his disciples are going to experience a life-threatening storm because he is the author of existence. Jesus is breathing the very air that his breath sustains. That's incredible to think about. Jesus has power over all circumstances. I just want to make this really personal for us this morning. Jesus knows what we are going to go through before we go through it. He knew that COVID was going to hit our world when it did. He had already ordained Joe Biden to become our 46th president in the past. He knows when the good and bad will come in our lives because he is God over all circumstances. Secondly, I want you to see that Jesus has power, again, over nature. Again, I just want you to notice in verse 24, he speaks in creation listens. Scripture tells us that God tells the lightning to flash where it flashes, that he sends wind where he desires. He causes it to snow, rain, sleet, and hail. He feeds creation, and he waters creation, and he starts and stops storms with one single word. Jesus has power 
over nature. Third, I want you to see that Jesus has power over demons. Now, go with me in Luke 8, down to verse uh, 28. So, Jesus and disciples get past the storm, and they go to the other side of the lake. Uh, uh, They get to this land where this guy has been possessed by many demons for a very long time. Notice there in verse 28, it says, When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have, you do, what have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Listen, this morning, the king has crushed the head of the serpent. The God of the universe is greater, in, greater than the earthly God, Satan. When Jesus speaks, all things must abide, and that includes, includes Satan and his demons. When Jesus speaks, all things bow before him. And that includes demons. Jesus has power over demons. Fourthly, notice that Jesus has power over sickness. Again, continue on with me at Luke 8. Drop down to verse 43. So Jesus heals the man possessed with demons. The town is fearful of Jesus, so they send him back across the lake. When Jesus gets back to his original spot... It says there, drop there with me, the, uh, verse 40. It says, when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of, man, uh, 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 a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had, only, for his, he had a, an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. Now, in this story, Jesus begins to go over to heal that girl. And the huge crowd goes around Jesus. And go with me to verse uh, 43. It says in this crowd that there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she has spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. It says she came up behind him, touching the fringe of his garment. And underline that word immediately, brothers and sisters. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Listen, the reason that we have confidence This morning that COVID will not ultimately win is because we know the great physician. The reason we have joyful faith when a family member gets a scary diagnosis is because we know the healer of the universe. There's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no type of cancer, there's no type of infection that Jesus cannot heal. When Jesus the great healer touches the broken body, it will heal Jesus has power over sickness and disease. Listen, when he tells COVID to leave, it's going to leave. Jesus has power over sickness. Fifth, I want you to see that Jesus has power over sin. Romans 6, 6 through 7 says, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, hung on a tree in the place of a sinner so that the sin in our lives no longer could take hold of us. When he said it was finished, listen, he meant it was done. The work is accomplished. The holy wrath of God was fully satisfied through his once for all atoning sacrifice. And now we who place our faith in him for salvation, listen, 
have been crucified him with him in that the sin that once held us hostage has been completely removed forever. The grip of sin has been removed. Sin has no power over us any longer because the cross of Jesus has spoken. Jesus has power over sin this morning. Amen. Finally, I want you to see that it doesn't just stop that Jesus has power over sin. Listen, he also has power over death. Go with me to Luke 8, 52. Jesus heals the woman of her sickness. A guy comes up to Jesus and says, listen, don't worry about coming to that house where the girl is sick because she's dead. It says there in verse 52, And all were weeping and mourning for her, but he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once. And he directed that something should be given her to eat. Jesus has full power, not, over, not only over sin, but over death, because he has risen from the grave. The God of life cannot be held down in a man-made tomb. Jesus bursts forth in victory, leaving a rented grave in Jerusalem behind. Listen, Jesus, the author of life, has the power to raise dead bodies of life because he himself is the very resurrection and life. When he calls dead bones, they rise. When he calls dead souls, they live. That's who our God is this morning. Jesus has full power over death. So no matter our circumstances today, let's rest in the very power of Jesus. There's no need to be full of fear and unrest. Jesus has full power over all circumstances, all over all nature, demons, sickness, sin, and death. His power is greater than our needs today. He can be trusted. He is our hiding place. He alone has the power to calm all of our storms. And praise God, listen, he is willing to. So first we see that we can find rest by trusting in the person of Jesus. Second, we see that we can find rest by trusting in the power of Jesus. And finally, we see that we can find rest by trusting in the presence of Jesus. In verse 25, he calms the storm. And then he says, where is your faith? Where's your faith, disciples? Disciples' issue wasn't that they had no faith, but that they lacked sufficient faith. They lacked sufficient faith to realize that they were in the very presence of God Almighty. Therefore, they should have not feared. Um, a few years back, I, I co-wrote a song based off Psalm 42 and 43. My favorite lyric in the song says, I don't understand, don't understand the purpose of this pain, but I understand the power of your presence. We all go through pains. We're all going through a storm right now. It's, it's, it's part of being human. It's the effects of sin. And, and even though we can't always understand why we're going through these things and why a sickness is taking over the world, we, we don't fully understand all these things. One thing that we know more than anything else is that the presence of our God is all that we need for our strength, confidence, and rest. The very presence of God Almighty 
is our power. It's our source of joy. It's our source of rest. I love that song right now that says, your presence is my weapon. God's very, listen, our, our, his presence, his very presence is our stronghold. It's our comfort. It's our power. It's our joy. If we're in Christ this morning, the God of heaven lives inside of you. He is with us everywhere we go. Don't miss that. He's with us in our storms. When storms pursue us, we simply just need to remind ourselves that the God over all things is here with us and that he is here for us. What's Romans 8 say? If God is for us, what? Who can be against us? If the Lord is with us in the battlefield, he is going to go before us. He fights for us. He protects us. He gives us rest when our souls can't continue. He picks us up when we can't take another step. His presence is our soul's delight. His presence is our hiding place. A song we sing here often says, I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. I will dwell in the beauty of your presence. Your faithfulness is a shield and my great reward. I will not be afraid. I will trust in the Lord. God's presence is our very rest this morning. Jesus is here with us. Amen. So what? How can we apply these very simple truths to our situation right now? How can we apply this to us? I mean, just think about, I say this at November at our Thanksgiving, like, like we made it. <laughs> I look around this room and I, all of us have wear and tear through a very rough year. We have physical exhaustion. We have spiritual and mental exhaustion. Um, how can we apply this very truth that Jesus' person, power, and presence is our rest? I just want to point out two things to you today. I first just want to ask you the question, are you actually resting in the person, power, and presence of Jesus Christ? Are you resting in him? Are you resting in him for your salvation? Are you resting in him with all of your life, with your family, your job, your finances, your future? Are you resting in him as you live in a pandemic world? Are you resting in his very person? Are you resting in his power? Are you resting in his presence right now, present, active, right at this moment? Are you resting in Jesus? So this is where I do want to take a few moments to talk about what it actually looks like to put our rest in Jesus. Like, like that's great to hear the word rest, but what does that actually mean? How do, how do we actually apply that to our lives? So this is where I want to share just a quick story. Um, so over the past week and a half, we've had two uh, distant family members who've passed away because of COVID. Um, just this past week, uh, Megan's uncle's mom passed away because of COVID. Quick, sudden, she picked it up last week. By early this week, they already called and said, listen, there's nothing else we can do. She can't keep her oxygen up. Fluid's getting in her lungs. Uh, so they give her morphine and just begin trying to give her rest in that situation. Uh, so they call the family in, uh, and by Wednesday or Thursday, she passes away. And just like all of us, the family begins just sharing 
uh, uh, reminders of who she was on social media and just, you know, uh, if anything, gets tributes to her. Um, brothers and sisters, with, with the family's permission, I asked them, um, I would just like to share with you what the mom's daughter said about her mom on Thursday. Um, because I believe it's such a beautiful example of what it actually means to rest in Jesus. So this is what she said on our Facebook page. Quote, My mama was amazing. I asked her yesterday to just talk to me one more time, and she did. She woke up this morning and told us that she loved us and that she wanted to go home. I knew what parentheses home she was talking about. But I asked, do you mean heaven home? Being Becky Burr, she replied, I want to go to heaven, all capital letters. I asked her to tell me one more time that it, that it was all going to be okay. She smiled, she held my hand and said, it's going to be okay. Tonight I asked her to let me know when she sees Jesus. She woke me up and I saw her face see Jesus in her earthly body, completely transformed to complete comfort and perfect complexion. No more COVID. No more not being able to breathe. No more not being able to walk. She ran in the arms of Jesus. My mama is free. And she says at the very end, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You see, for Becky Burr, for her daughter Rhonda, resting in Jesus means placing their entire being, uh, to, to, to place their entire life and trust on the person of Jesus. She laid all of her burdens, all of her struggles, all of her sickness, all of her doubts, all of her sin on Jesus. It's like, it's like sitting on a chair right now. She put her full weight of trust on the very person of Jesus. And brothers and sisters, this is what it means to put your rest in the Lord. Because when we place our entire weight of trust, we place our entire weight of self on him. We transfer our old self, we transfer all of our worries, all of our fears, all of our decisions on the shoulders of Jesus. And listen, he responds by carrying us and covering us with his love, mercy, and grace. We trust him both for salvation, we trust him for protection, then we trust him also for our strength and for our life. We trust Jesus in the greatest moments of our lives. We trust him in the very decisions, whether easy or difficult. We trust him in the storms that pursue us. Yes, listen, we even trust him when the world around us is caving in. This morning, true rest that is permanent and satisfying comes only, comes only when we put our full trust in the person, power, and presence of Jesus Christ. Jesus says in Matthew 11, Verse 28, he says, Come to me, all who labor and all who have heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus here provides true rest. He can carry our struggles. He can carry our doubts. He can carry our fears. He can carry our deepest burdens, our sorrows, our worst sins. Jesus is. Jesus is our sabbatical rest. He gives us spiritual rest. He gives us mental rest. He gives us physical rest. Simply ask this morning, brothers and sisters, are you resting 
in Jesus. And that's what I implore you. If not, then come. All weary and broken, find rest in the Savior's arms. For though pain and enticement comes, true peace comes in the scars. Secondly, I just want to make an obvious point. As you find rest in Jesus, in the middle of a COVID land, in the middle of many, many uncertainties when it comes to political and governmental rule, as you find rest in Jesus right now, help others do the same. This is where I want to invite you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So as I close, um, I just want to remind you that if you have found rest and comfort through Jesus our Savior, don't just keep that comfort to yourself. Don't keep that rest to yourself. Go and help others find that rest that only He can provide. There are people all around us who are broken spiritually, physically, mentally. Right now, you can go open those doors and go across the road there, and you'll find many people who are broken. A few weeks back, uh, before service, uh, we always normally pray um, just for our time here and just ask for the Lord's movement and the gospel to be declared. Um, we were just talking about how like, we couldn't imagine trying to live during this time without resting in Jesus. Right? There's a hope that we can't explain. There's a hope that's eternal and it's bursting with joy. Listen, the Lord has comforted you so that you can go and comfort others. He provides rest for our soul so that we can go and tell others how to find his rest. So let's go, brothers and sisters. Let's go declare through word and deed the rest that is available through, through, through Jesus, our Savior. Let's give the hopeless comfort that will last, that will sustain. Let's point them to the one who has overcome the world, who, who declares victory through his death and resurrection, who calms storms with one word, who holds all things in the palm of his hand. Listen, he alone is God. He, always, he is all-powerful, and he is ever-present. He is our Sabbath rest, so let's point others to him. Church, our Savior is with us this morning, and as he provides rest for us in our lives, let's simply go out to our very hurt and divided world right now that is full of unrest and share this wonderful news of rest in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, um, the same thought that I had when you placed this 
word rest on my mind last Saturday night. It's still true today. Um, I believe that this message of rest is as much for me as anybody in this room. If people are like me, I stress out all the time. You know that, Lord. I overwhelm, get overwhelmed and worry. And Lord, I, I believe everybody here, in some degree, often forgets who you are, Lord, and forgive us of that. Forgive us of our lack of faith in you and trust in you and rest in you. God, I do pray for every soul, whether here or person watching online, God, that this morning, what, no matter what the storm looks like in their lives, Father, I pray that today we would find rest, true rest, true trust in Jesus, our Savior. God, for the, the unrepentant, Lord, for the believer, God, I pray you'd meet us where we are. We thank you that you revealed yourself through your word to us this morning. And God, I pray that we would respond. Oh, God, respond with joyful rest in you, our God, for all of time. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.